All right, here we go. Read it. Right. Intro. Bam. John Reed. In a world. <laughs> In a world. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> In a world where we fancy ourselves experts on movies, four friends, older, some bloated, sit around a table, discuss old movies and why they might be relevant. All right, that Today sums it up. Today we discuss. <laughs> well, we're using that as the intro this time. <laughs> Our first movie of this time is going to be Fletch. No, I'm, I'm seriously using that intro. In a world where some of the greatest motion pictures ever made are reaching their 30th anniversaries, one group of friends gathered together to pay tribute to these films. Pat Cantagallo. Jason Kao. Jeff Mazuka, Dennis Matouche. John Reed. Bo Warmbold. Each week, they feature one movie that reminds us why we fell in love with these films in the first place. This year, we travel back in time to 1984 and 1985. You're listening to the 30-something movie podcast. Fletch. It came out on May 31st, 1985, rated PG, directed by Michael Ritchie, uh, who also directed Bad News Bears, Wildcats, and The Golden Child, produced by Peter Douglas, who did Something Wicked This Way Comes and Inherit the Wind, uh, written by, the, the novel was written by Gregory McDonald, who wrote the Fletch novels. Um, bless you. Thank you. was also written by, the screenplay was written by Andrew Bergman, who also did Blazing Saddles. Music was by Harold Faltermeyer, who also did Beverly Hills Cop. The budget was $8 million. The box office was $59.6 million. (laughs) Made a a little bit of of cash. Starring Chevy Chase as Irwin Fletch Fletcher. I don't know that we need to list what he was in, but he was in National Lampoon's Vacation, Three Amigos, and Caddyshack. Uh, Joe Don Baker as Chief Jerry Carlin in Leonard Part 6, one of the greatest... (laughs) Horrible movies ever, and a lot of Bond movies. Uh, Dana Wheeler Nicholson as Gail Stanwyck was in Tombstone, the Friday Night Lights TV show. Uh, Richard Libertini was Frank Walker. He was in Nell, Days of Heaven, and lots of TV shows. Tim Matheson was Alan Stanwyck. He was in Animal House and West Wing. Uh, M. Emmett Walsh was Dr. Dolan. He was in Blade Runner and Romeo and Juliet. George Went was Fat Sam. He was in Cheers and Saturday Night Live. Gina Davis was Larry. She was in Beetlejuice, The Fly, Thelma and Louise, and a whole bunch of other things. Rotten Tomatoes. The critics give this one a 75%. The audience gives it an 82%. Ebert gave it two and a half out of four stars. Erwin Fletcher is a quick-witted investigative reporter with a knack for pseudonyms and disguises. What starts as a simple expose on drug dealing in Los Angeles becomes a murder plot and conspiracy involving the police. Ah, for what is this man saying? What is this man doing? What in the hell's the matter with you? What is this man's name? My name is Igor Stravinsky. Hi there, I'm uh, Harry S. Truman. I'm uh, Don Corleone. They call him Fletch. Fletch! Fletch! Fletch, F. Fletch. He's good at defending himself. Better tie your shoelaces. <laughs> Disguising himself. And getting himself into trouble. Well, it be Fletch. Go ahead. Make my day. He's a reporter. There are no tags on these mattresses. Who's about to write the story of a lifetime. Will you kill me? Sure. If he lives. Thanks a lot! There isn't a woman he can't charm. Can I borrow your towel for a sec? My car just hit a water buffalo. 
a question he won't ask. You and your wife are currently alive, I take it. Drop your shorts and bend over, Mr. Babar. A risk he won't take. Probably feel 100% Moon River. To get to the truth. It looks like you two have a lot to talk over. We'll just catch the last 10 minutes of Dynasty. Universal Pictures presents Chevy Chase as Fletch. My hero. Welcome to it. So a couple things I have on this one. Based on a series of novels by Gregory MacDonald, there were 11 novels uh, from 1974 to 1994, and MacDonald died in 2008. Uh, when he originally sold the film rights, he retained the right to approve the actor that would play the part. Um, originally, the studios wanted Burt Reynolds and Mick Jagger to play Fletch, and he said no to both of them. Um, Chevy Chase has said that Fletch is his favorite role that he has ever played. Uh, Chevy Chase was also originally supposed to play Otter in Animal House, um, but Tim Matheson, who is Alan Stanwyck in this movie, got that role instead. The Stanwyck Mansion is the same mansion in The Godfather, where they have the horse head scene. Uh, McDonald was upset by how far the movie strayed from his books, but when he, when he was invited to the set, he saw how the movie was kind of good on its own merits, so he was okay with it. Chevy Chase has said Fletch was popular because he's quick-witted and doesn't care what others think of him, and he thought that that was popular with the current generation of college students and young people. In the late 90s, early 2000s, Kevin Smith was supposed to write a sequel with Chevy Chase in mind. Didn't work out, so he switched it to a prequel, and since then it has not gone anywhere. Apparently, though, the new movie is going to be out in about a year or two. It is called Fletch One, spelled W-O-N, um, and has the Saturday Night Live alum Jason Sudeikis playing Fletch. All right, so what are our thoughts on Fletch? Was this the first time seeing this for anybody? Jeff, Me? you said it was the first time. So what do you think? I enjoyed this movie. I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, you know, it's definitely nothing to think about. Just sort of sit back and have popcorn and uh, just watch Chevy Chase do what he does best. And that's really dry, quick-witted humor that if you're really not paying attention to, you're going to miss a lot of it because he doesn't do anything to embellish the humor. He just lets the timing and the tone do all the work for him. But I, I enjoyed it. I would definitely watch it again. And, uh, you know, I even considered looking into buying a copy of it just to add it to the library at home because, you know, it's definitely one that you could just put on. You know, I have an hour and a half to kill. All right, and watch some Fletch. What do you guys think? Dennis? No, not the first time I saw it. I saw it when I was a kid still. Yeah. So, again, I was older, so I was always tend to see a lot of these movies at the time. Um, it's... I, I like Chevy Chase, so I like the movie. I think he's one of those, again, po I, very similar to, I would say, maybe a, um, uh, what's his name from um, in Living, in Ace Venture, what's his name? Uh, Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey yeah. or Adam Sandler. People either love that or they hate it. If you don't like Chevy Chase's kind of style, you hate this movie. Mm -hmm. If you like it, you love this movie. It's pretty much a polarizing thing. And I think at the time he was very, very, you know, um, on top of things at the, as far as, Celebrity status at that point, it was pretty well Saturday Night Live. Everything else, vacation movies had not come out. Or uh, the original Vacation, I think, had, had come out. out. So I mean, he was riding that, and that's why I think it did so well at the box office. And I think it's just it, I I enjoyed it then. I enjoy it now. So, Patrick, yeah, I I I agree with everything you guys say. I saw it. I mean, a while ago, maybe high school or college. I finally sat down and watched the whole thing. Um, you know, I'd seen Chevy Chase and Caddyshack. I'd seen Chevy Chase and uh, the Christmas Story and Vacation and Christmas Vacation and all that. 
And uh, <clears throat> it, it is. I find him hilarious, so I just laugh my way through this movie. And I agree with what Jeff says, where it's just that dry, smart aleck kind of just, you know, smarten, like a, just smarten off kind of, you know, uh, uh, comments that he puts in after everything. The only thing is, I do find myself during this movie sitting and thinking when I watch this, and it's just like, how can I be that funny? Like, how can I be that quick-witted just to come up with, because it's not like, you know, knock-knock, who's there type of jokes. I mean, maybe Chevy Chase did stand-up, I don't know, but it's not even like stand-up routines kind of thing. It's just, there's a comment for every situation, and he can deliver it so um, deadpan, and just, you know, like a smart aleck that, you know, you're just, you're just laughing and, and you might miss it. You might not, you know, it's, it's like those. Yeah, and, there, and there's no setup for the comments no, either. No, it's bam, right It's there. just, there they are, and if you're not listening, you're going to miss them, and it's too bad for you because it's right. most likely pretty clever and pretty funny. Well, and like, and I got to, even when he uses, you know, language, I mean, it's like not all the time, so you're not ready for it, and when he's got walking into Alan Stanwyck's house and he's like, you know, Stanwyck asks him, are you, are you high already? And he says, watch your mouth. I'm, you know, I don't work for you yet. And it's just like, I don't know why that just cracks me up. Maybe it's the term. Maybe it's just, but he doesn't swear all the time. So suddenly he throws that in there. But then like the next half hour of the movie, he can just say things without it being really, you know, without using foul language or anything. And it's, you know, so you just really never know what's going to, what's going to happen. And, you know, Chevy Chase was a smart alecky comments. It was, you know, doing the, um, who did he always play? Gerald Ford. He'd always make fun of Gerald Ford. And it was that, you know, that clumsy kind of thing. And he had this in the movie, you know, where I think he bumped into doors or he hit his head on things. or And he, so he was able to just, I guess, not only be himself in the movie, but just work all of his strengths into uh, into this film. In fact, I reuse, sometimes I'll reuse his one of his lines. I think when he was playing Gerald Ford in Saturday Night Live, he was doing a presidential debate skit. Mm-hmm. And one of the lines that I remember is they started asking him questions about the economy. And he just has this, like, glazed-over, dumbfounded look on his face. And has come to about the same $60 billion in increased revenue. It was my understanding that there would be no math. <laughs> I've used that several times as an English teacher. <laughs> I find it interesting that this was based on a book. And, it's, and, and that it was a serious book and that it turned to comedy. Well, so yeah, because... more serious than, yeah. You know, because, like Jeff was saying, Chevy Chase really made this movie... Like, how does that come out in a book? But then we find out that, I mean, I'm guessing if we read the book, it's probably pretty far. I mean, the director, the mm-hmm. author wasn't even happy with, uh, well, not happier. He wasn't happy with the departure. He, he thought it went too far away from yeah. the original flavor of the book, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I like I like some of the things. Just the the like you were saying, kind of the. It seems like it's throwaway stuff. It just seems like he's talking to himself, or to, I mean, just some of the random things. That's going on, and just like the way he, as as the situation is unfolding, just yeah. his, just that dry. Well, I'm just gonna. I don't care if anybody's listening, but I'm just gonna start talking. I'm just. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna start singing some random song, or like I forget which scene it's in, but he just starts randomly singing that "Strangers in the Night." <laughs> Strangers in the night, exchanging clothing. Strangers in my pants. As so one of my favorite lines of the movies. Why are you doing the chief? So why are you doing this, Mr. Fletch? I like men. I like to be manhandled. I like you. 
and it's just just very dry, very straightforward. Just yeah, mm-hmm. you know. it was a lot of the same delivery like Caddyshack role right. yes. where he did yeah. when he played him. It was a very similar like a lot of just you know. <laughs> You do drugs, Danny? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every day, sir. And then, then it would be the philosophical, uh, you know, the right. flute with no, <laughs> that whole thing that they yeah. thought about that. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. A flute with no holes is not a flute. <laughs> a donut with no hole is a Danish. Yeah. yeah. It's just, you know, yeah, you just, oh, man. And he, then the, the thing we've seen in the cops, uh, the police chief, the sheriff's office or whatever, and it's like everything is just innuendo and all that, and then it's like, that's Tom Lasorda. Yeah, I hate Tom Lasorda. He punches the picture. <laughs> it's all the delivery. And, and, of yeah, it was. Yeah, I mean, it, just every little thing. And I started rewatching it because I'm trying to like, what's my? It's literally every every line is coming out. Yeah, funny. Once we get to favorite quotes, this is going to be a very long conversation because like it's it's a little bit like the movie Clue when you ask like favorite quotes. It's yeah, like, well, just I don't know the whole movie. Yeah. Just about everything that Chevy Chase mutters throughout yeah. this movie is hilarious. So Mr. Capacity. Fletch. Will you kill me? Sure. <laughs> I mean, just, just the way he delivers. Sure. 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 Yeah. Well, the, uh, the, the one I was trying to think of was um, after he he goes to the doctor, and uh, and it's just a throwaway line of like, "Well, you you sure were thorough, or, or you would know because you were thorough, or something like that." Yeah. And it's like again, it's such a throwaway line that and and this the movie goes right on and just doesn't make any. Any, draw any attention to the line, but it's just so well delivered. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, the, and I think kind of that whole attitude and that sense of humor. I and I remember seeing this as a kid. I don't remember how old I was when I saw it, but this was one of the reasons when I first went to college. It was not to be a teacher; it was to be a news reporter, a comedian, I, or a comedian. Sure. Um, and I think it was a combination of this and Clark Kent. From like the old Superman TV show, the George Reeves TV show, and I think that's why I like the old the whole idea of being a newspaper reporter. But I loved his, like you were saying, I loved his sense of humor, and I would always watch this movie and be like, well, how can I be that funny? Mm-hmm. You know, your same comment. Well, how can I? I want to be like that guy. Like, how can I have the yeah. same kind of like dry sense of humor that I'll just throw it out there and. If somebody catches on and finds out that it's funny, then awesome. If mm-hmm. not, I laughed at it because I think it's funny. Yeah. And it's like he's amusing himself the entire movie. Yeah. So some critics have argued that Chevy Chase is better as part of an ensemble cast, um, but as Fletch, he can't carry a movie on his own. So some critics have said that he did not carry this movie very well um, you know, as the kind of the primary person, but he's better when he's got a group of people around him like Caddyshack, the vacation movies. Do we ad- agree or disagree with that? I'm trying to think of other movies that he's had to carry on his own. I I thought he did. He definitely carried this movie. I thought he carried this movie better than um, Eddie Murphy did Beverly Hills Cop. Okay. And which is going to be a follow up question? Which one's better, Fletcher Beverly Hills Cop? Okay, I, we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> yeah, I dare you all to figure out what my answer is going to be mm-hmm. before I get to it. Um, but I, I mean, I think he carried this film fine. I I, I think that it, it played up his strengths so well, and I think that. The tone of the story lent itself to the silliness of how it played out. You know, the movie certainly didn't take itself too seriously, so everything else just sort of played out in a comedic way. And, you know, his dry delivery of everything, it's not like he was trying to set up the joke every time he was talking. It was, all right, well, just more dialogue, and we're going to go right on, move on to the next thing. If you missed it too bad, here we go, we're going to keep on going. Um, So I, I think he does a fine job. I can't think of any other movies where he had to carry 
the weight of the film mostly on his own shoulders, but if anyone else can think of anything, I'm going to pull up his IMDb just to see well, if anything turns I mean, out. There was other movies where he was like the star, and I, I still think even like Vacation, he was still the primary person yeah. in Vacation, so right. I think he carried that. Um, Funny Farm. Yeah. Like Funny Farm was a favorite. Right, but do you think but he it was... It wasn't the same style. This is just... A, the, the, the thing with this one is it's it was lucky that it also had the good script. I think it had a good script and there was good screenwriting there because they. I don't think everything was ad-libbed. I don't think ever ad-libbed. He's like... I think Bill Murray's more that. I think he definitely threw stuff in there that's his own, but I don't think he's as much more as an ad-libber as Bill Murray would be. And I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. This one, um, I mean, this one, they, they did say that that's one of the reasons he really enjoyed it was because he got a chance. Like, they would they would film scenes where he was running off of a script, but then they would also, they say, okay, we're going to film a scene. Right, we're going to film a scene where you're on the script, and then once that's finished, we're going to refilm this, and we'll just let you go. And they said a lot of times they ended up choosing the ones where he just kind of ad-libbed. And, yeah. yeah. And but, but the thing there is it wasn't which then ties it writing, in, Which it was, ties it in with the whole Eddie Murphy thing, because they said that Eddie Murphy ad-libbed most of his lines yeah. in Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think he works well with the ensemble. He also works well. He could do it by himself, but he's got to have, I think, a decent script, too. And he's got to have some room to move with that. Like, yeah. But... Yeah, I, you know, I mean, I, I guess I'm not a movie critic, so I mean, I'm just like, I'm just going to go on. Every time I turn a movie on, I laugh. Every time I turn a movie on, I'm entertained. I mean, I watched it two or three times in a row and turned it on, and just one more time this morning, you know, before I headed out, and it was like, yeah, I'm still laughing at the jokes. So I, I'm just going to use that as my as my gauge. I mean, I'm not going to, well, did he carry it, or maybe he didn't carry it, or maybe this or that. I found it. I found like, it hilarious. So yeah. there you go. So End of way, story. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I. But if he's asking that again, if he's asking that question, I mean, like, I think that's a difference between him and Bill Burr. And I was, we were one of the questions. I think maybe it was me and Pat were pondering was maybe me and John. I don't know. We were pondering like, where did Chevy Chase go? And I know he's on some things now, but for the most part, his career it wasn't you then. Um, I'm just shaking my head because his career the, kind the of the career didn't yeah. go as far and like it didn't like like compared to Bill Murray. So right. They both came up there right. at the same time. They both you know. And I think the difference was that Bill Murray, if I listen to Bill Murray on a talk show, if I listen to Bill Murray on an interview, he's going to give you something that's still super entertaining to an interview. Weird, bizarre, whatever, but I'll laugh. Chevy Chase didn't seem to have that ability to bring it to every situation. So what I'm saying, I think when I go back to the script, is he needs at least a certain vehicle to start with. And then he can shine. So he's got to have good writing and a good role. And he could take it and ad lib and do stuff with it. Where I think Bill Murray can give him crap and he probably could do something awesome with it. Mm-hmm. That would be my only difference. Is like yeah. Chevy Chase needs a little bit more of something there first to work off of. Mm-hmm. Where, and he can do great. Where Bill Murray, like I said, I don't think it's Bill Murray. Mm-hmm. It's, and I think that's the difference when we get back to Eddie Murphy. I think at the time, Eddie Murphy could do that. You can give Eddie Murphy a bad role. And I think it would still be funny at that time when he was mm-hmm. well, not that, so much now. But, and that, but, right. And that question about um, saying that he's better with an ensemble cast as opposed to by himself was, I think, primarily from Roger Ebert, who gave this movie two, out of, two and a half out of four stars. He also gave two and a half out of four stars to Beverly Hills Cop and said the same thing about Eddie Murphy, that yeah. Eddie Murphy is better on Saturday Night Live or he's better okay. when he's with a group. So I think that may have just been a, yeah. like an Ebert thing that he thought these guys were better when they had other people around, strong comedians yeah. to play off of. And, but, um, yeah, they weren't comedians, I guess, but I mean, just the, the cast here was also, I mean, there was a lot of good, Jordan mm-hmm. Baker. Yeah, I mean, it, was, there was it some, wasn't a week, just Chubby no, and nobody was, else. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of, 
Um, what's her name? Gina Davis. Gina Davis. Which I, I like her parts when the yeah. two of them are interacting in yeah. this movie. And she wasn't in it for very long. No. I don't, and I don't think but this like, was, was enough. This wasn't one of her, I mean, it may have been one of her first movies, but yeah, um, yeah I just kind of like their little reactions mm-hmm. in the, the newsroom. The guy that plays Stanwyck is good. Otter. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. by, by the guy from, but it was Otter, right? Wasn't yeah. it who he was? Yeah. yeah, Tim Matheson. Um, yeah, I mean, he was he was good to watch and him do that thing on screen. I mean, yeah, it was... I'm just laughing because I'm thinking about the whole thing with the Underhills. I just, you know, and the whole last line of the movie was just perfect. Mm-hmm. And even that, the, there's the last, yeah, yeah, just let me know. I have the Underhills. Or yeah. we'll charge it to the Underhills. I, you want the number? Yeah. Or just something, just, you know, I, I uh, sorry, I kind of digressed off the thing. Of, but Well, no, let's talk about that. I mean, it was a great recall of one of the underlying mm-hmm. jokes throughout the entire movie was, uh, you know, him always going back to the Underhills, always going back to yeah. the Underhills. So why not wrap up the whole movie with a quick throwback recall of yeah. the Underhills? And there you go, the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It just—I mean—it just, it tied up the movie really yeah. well. So now, time for the follow-up question: Which is better, Fletch or Beverly Hills Cop? I need some time to think about this. Why don't Do you guys you? go first? Okay. One. What do you guys think? I'm gonna go. I—I I don't know. I'm gonna go with Fletch. Just because I remember watching, I've seen Fletch more than Beverly Hills Cop, but I also liked Beverly Hills Cop. And I think that, I don't know, it's a slightly different style of humor. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that while I do love Eddie Murphy's style of humor, I think Chevy Chase is more closely aligned with like my sense of humor. So may, I think that's, I will have Fletch, you know, just ahead of Beverly Hills Cop by a, a tiny, tiny bit. I hate to copy that, but it's probably pretty close. I mean, I, I, it's not taking anything for, away from from um, Beverly Hills Cop, because like I said, I like both those movies. Um, I do agree, though, the style of humor that I would have would be probably more like a Chevy Chase. I appreciate that kind more than... But I'll laugh my, you know, laugh at the, at the Eddie Murphy one as well. So, yeah, that's a, that's a tough question, because I, I, I almost have a hard time saying, like, I don't even... I'm, I don't even want to answer that. <laughs> but he he will have no problem answering it. Can I just be clear? I didn't hate Eddie Murphy. <laughs> I don't hate Eddie Murphy. And I didn't think that Beverly Hills Cop was a, a horrible, horrible movie. Okay, can you untweet something then? I was just wondering, because last time I tweeted, to, I actually tweeted Eddie Murphy and said... The Jeff hates you. Well, can you un- can you untweet something? Why don't you work on that? Okay, I'll work on untweeting that. You guys talk amongst yourselves. No, I'll give you a topic. Go- going back to Beverly Hills Cop, real quick. I the whole movie itself, for some reason, for me, just didn't work. And whether it's because you have this really fantastic comedian Eddie Murphy playing off of no other comedic talent in the movie, that made it weird. The the story was very heavy handed. Almost took itself too seriously. Kind of made it not work. Fletch, I think, for me, worked a lot better. A, I'm a fan of that style of comedy, just like you and Dennis said. You know, there's something about just that method of comedy that I enjoy a lot more. I, I'm a huge fan of of, uh, of British comedies, the very dry sense of humor. So that's kind of where Chevy works, and that's why I enjoy that a little bit more. I think Fletch worked overall as a movie, um, just because the whole premise itself was ridiculous to begin with. We're not talking about drug smuggling. We're not talking about, you know, any of that. We're talking about someone that hired him to kill him because he uh, had cancer and ended up being a lie. Spoiler, everyone. Sorry. Um, well, there was drug smuggling, though, on the beach <laughs> with the cops. 
but it wasn't the main. Which is funny because then it makes those two movies look almost exactly the same. Oh my god, they are the same. Movie. I know. <laughs> so why did I not like Beverly Hills Cop so much? Well, now everything I'm saying is not true. So why don't we go on to Patrick? I, I'm, Jeff's opinion's invalid. So <laughs> you've been invalidated. But yeah. it is funny. I thought about that when I was watching the movie because I don't remember the drug part of Fletch. I remember yeah, the part like, that he was hired to kill him, but yeah. then they're on the beach and he's... But I, so like the drug part is, is more of a, a B storyline, right. I think. It's more and of what like ties together those all those plots in the it, end. It's, it's not so much the focus, whereas yeah. that was the focus. And but I remember watching it this time top. and going, drug smuggling, murder plot. This is Beverly Hills Cop with a white guy instead of a black guy in the lead role. Was kind of my thought as I was like, these two movies are really, really similar. They were even at a country club at one point. Slightly different way of getting in. He had the underhills. He had a venereal disease. But, you know, it all works. Everyone was happy. All right, so Patrick, uh, in your opinion, which which you movie know, and was I gotta apologize because I'm in a feisty mood. So I'm just gonna <laughs> come right off the top and just say I'm just gonna uh, reject. I'm just gonna reject the question because I. <laughs> oh, he is feisty, oh, but I will answer it <laughs> now. First, I'm rejecting it, but I'm gonna We're reject it. Yeah. But I'm gonna answer it anyway. I, so there, I, there isn't. Uh, I can't. I can't pick. A, I can't pick a. For, for myself, I can't pick a better do need, movie. Do you need a hug? I would like a group, big group hug. Let's have. Okay. A, let's have a thirty-some podcast group All hug, right. and uh, once. The look of terror disappears from all of your faces. <laughs> no, I I can't pick one. I mean, I can't I can't say one over the other. And for me, I just think each movie, you know, and we've talked in and out and around. You know, does the person carry this role? Does the person not? You know, and, and so on and so forth. I find both of those guys so funny, and I mean, their humor is incredibly unique to themselves. Um, you know, and I had the same thing with Eddie Murphy. You know, you watch him, and it's just like, how can I be that funny? Like, not that I can do stand up, not that I could do do a whole movie, but let me just let me say one thing a week that's that funny. Mm-hmm. You know, or it's the same with Chevy Chase. So for me, it just kind of becomes a for me, it just becomes a matter of you know what what are you uh, what are you in you know what are you in the mood for you know what what kind of humor? So I really I really can't I can't pick between the two. I mean, they're they're, they're just both. So strong. So that was a very long response to, to a, a question that I rejected. Yeah. That rejected. Yeah. I that's a long. <laughs> I, I do not answer. myself. Too bad that's going to get edited right. out because you rejected the question. I rejected right. the question. Well, this is going to be your response was invalidated. Mine was rejected, so right. I don't. You know, but so. a self-rejection. It's just, from yeah. now on. It'll just be Dennis and I. It's a great car chase, though. That was one of the funniest oh, car yeah. chases I've ever seen. Smog Patrol, had your emissions checked? No, sir. Fluorocarbons, ozone? No, sir. Well, let's check it out. What do you say? Hey, uh... Smells pretty good. Get out of town! I always use a little chewing gum in these rides. It filters out the pollutants. Of course, you got some good grill work there. Keep out the ozone. I gotta get this thing up to 95. Uh, Check out the fluorocarbon output. Don't worry about the speed limit here. Uh, That's why we got the police escort. You a cop? As you know... So what do we think about favorite quotes? We said this is going to be a tough one to do, but favorite quotes for this one. I like all the names that he comes up with. In fact, I was actually going to have us introduce ourselves in the podcast this time. Ted Nugent. And I'm Ted Nugent. (laughs) Harry S. Truman. Dr. Rosen. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, what was that name again? It's Rosen Rosen. (laughs) 
It's a very odd combination. You know, yeah. in the Dr. Rosen so are my parents. scene, he, <laughs> he does the... Uh, he does the now, doctor. can I assume that both you and your husband are alive? <laughs> well, he does, the, he does the Dr. Rosen thing, and then he kind of does that, like... Um, uh, what do you call it? clumsy the klutzy thing yeah. where he spills the papers all over and he's trying to pick it all up and then he ends up with the stethoscope in his ear yeah and like and then he's like he's, I'm sorry I can't hear you and he's so fluid in that whole scene I don't ever remember seeing him put the stethoscope in his ear like and I know that seems like such a minor thing to focus on but it, when you watch it it's just like okay he's sitting there okay he's spilling things he's talking and you're just it's like a magician sleight of hand where you're just distracted and then all of a sudden now he's into he can't she can't. He can't hear what the nurse is saying because he's got the stethoscope in his ear, mm-hmm. and it's like, well, when did that transition happen? I was like, I mean, just the way that whole he. I liked how his costumes got more elaborate throughout the movie. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. you know, so he starts out as the do- the bumbling doctor, okay, and then he sneaks into the the records room and he changes into Scrubs. All right, slightly believable, but by the end, you know, he's got the afro, got the beard and and and, and, and he's got the afro, and just like each time, he's a more elaborate character, and you're just like. Where where does this even come from? Like, where wh- where is his his re- what are his resources for all these costume changes that he's going through? But it, you're really wasn't, actually, wasn't there a couple time? Wasn't there a time in the movie where he brings his receipts to the editor? Like a, like he was bringing in receipts for reimbursement for his costumes or something like that? Or yeah, when he was talking to and kind of leads into one of my favorite lines too is when he's talking to the newspaper editor or or the. His boss of the newspaper, yeah. and you know, uh, so what, we're, we're talking about the gray area. Like, oh, how gray? And it's just follow up as charcoal. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, right. Like, who, like, hey, whoever has a response for mm-hmm. how gray of a gray area are we talking? It's just flat out what charcoal. How right. his, you were talking about how his costumes oh, the get. The whole Utah thing, yeah. too. Well, in his, his costume, his costume, right. His costume. They get crazier and they get more elaborate as the movie goes on. And that, I think, one of my other favorite quotes from the movie is the same way. It starts off connected with what the person just asked him and then goes in a completely different direction. It was the one, um, I was having to pull it up right here. It's the, thank you, uh, it's the records room. He like, either faints or pretends to faint when he's in the records room. And the nurse comes in, says, Doctor, are you all right? Where am I? You're in the records room. Records room? Oh, then I'm fine. Can I get you something? Yeah, do you have the Beatles' White Album? Yeah. Never mind, just give me a glass of hot fat. And bring me the head of Alfredo Garcia while you're out there. <laughs> yeah. And it starts with, he's in the records room, so he lists a record, the Beatles' White Album. But then it, it goes, goes off, off into like this totally yeah. random, and the person is just left standing there like... Uh, oh, it's like, um, what? Okay. Uh, uh, Mine's the, when she answers the door, and it's, uh, can I borrow your towel for a second? My car just hit a water buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Well, you know, and, and thinking about right now, just thinking about like all the all of his one liners and stuff. It's it's very Marx Brothers. It, yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, yeah there you is. know. And I was thinking about and the that's scene. That style you, where it's when, like, when you, ordered, you ordered lunch here. Well, that's this where my mouth would be. Or like when when he's trying to uh, take the car from uh, the convertible after you know during the car chase and he switches cars and he's like talking to the, the, the guy that's driving the car about like oh well I don't even know what the laws are anymore the laws are yeah, constantly they change changing a little, yeah, they change a we have to run it up to are 95 you a, clear out the uh, chlorohydrocarbons are you a cop as far as you know <laughs> <laughs> but I just that, that quick wit and, and sometimes bar. <laughs> he, when, he, when he's <laughs> two B's yes no, yeah, right. I think men have to each other <laughs> but like, you know just the fact that his tangents and he will go off on a lot of times don't have anything to do with 
the story or yeah. anything to do with it the film. It's just, just him just doing his thing. Yeah, it's that's the stuff that's like that's very Marx Brothers. Like, See, we're now, just going to drop problem this is it's in real life when you say that you like to have that style of comedy and it's one of your favorites. That could also get you. Oh, it gets you in a lot of so trouble. much trouble <laughs> because if you're talking with someone that doesn't understand that, yeah. yeah. That's how well, people lose You know, there's an appreciation where they just could, like, you know what, will you be serious for a second? And then you just come back with another one right away. Right. It's like, well, I tried being serious. You know what? It was construction you know what, work. You know what tipped it for me was something your wife said while we were in bed together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and what was that? Well, curiously, she said we had roughly the same build from the waist up, I imagine. Why don't we go lay down on the bed and I'll fill you in? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and, you know, you bring that style of real life, you really just have to truly not care what anyone thinks. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to do that. And, and that's part of the fun of it, too, I think, is he's, when he's talking to people, you know, I think in the back of my mind I had points where I was like, I wish I had that gall to be able to just say this sort of stuff to people. You know, if I'm ever going at it with my boss and he starts questioning me, I wish I could just drop a smart aleck response to a serious question every time and get away with that. I know I can't, so I won't. Right. But just the mere fact that he does that in this movie, and how fun would that be just right. to not have that, to not ha- have to worry about the repercussions of what he says. I want to use... The kind of a name is that, Comanche Indian. Well, we've used, and it's not necessarily the funniest line, but I just remember the line like where it's like even, where he's, the kid's like, are you a cop? And he's like, as far as you know. I mean, yeah. I don't know how many times I've used that for yeah. people, like, as far as you know. Right. You say right. something well, like, oh, as far as you know, I mean, I use, and I'm wondering, like, where did I hear that from? Like, yeah. why did I start using that? Is it because my brothers used it? Is it my dad? You know, somebody used it, and it might, maybe it was for this movie. I don't know. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I use it all the time. When he's in, when he's the boy aviation thing, and he's got the things up his nose, and, and he's he's the inspector or whatever, Mister what was it, Mister Poon yeah. or something, and the, the guy's just like. Ah, oh, jeez, you know he's like this is the thing, and he goes through the whole thing, and you tell those guys that he just the, the business executives a real tough talk, and then he's Chevy Chase Center. My God, I admire you. I, I love that line. <laughs> and you know what? I got to admit, that's the one I'll pull out when someone's ever just going off talking about how awesome they are, and you just get quiet for a second. And, My God, I admire you. You know, I mean, it's just, I mean, it's a, that's a pretty funny line, and it, yeah, uh, yeah, it's. Good stuff. When he's talking to somebody's secretary and he starts, like, you know, having a really <laughs> fast yeah, conversation, yeah. like, well, that, you know, Frida, uh, who's Frida? My secretary. Well, who are you? Frida's boss. Frida's boss. Yeah, yeah. And you're just like, what is going on right now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You stay for- I wonder what Chevy Chase is like, you know, like he says, oh, this is just, I could be me, which. You know, you, you never like, really is this know. what he's like in real life? Is this, or is this, that is like his favorite. I've heard, I mean, well, in all the times I've run with the, you know, Saturday all, all Night Live. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I've heard different things about, like, him on set and, and all that, like, you know, any of these guys. But it it would be interesting if, if, you know, he is kind of hard to get along with because there's always those smart-alecky comments and everything coming out or, you know. So, Chevy, if you're out there, give us a call. Yeah. Um, our phone number is 87235-MOVIE. That's 87235-MOVIE. And we'd love to hear from you, Chevy. So, um, As far as we know, there's no Hot Tub Time Machine 3 that you'll be working on. That's true. So you probably have open schedule. Or any other vacation movies. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this week. Uh, next week, come on back, and we will be talking about Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Ooh. As far as you know. You've been listening to another episode of the 30-something movie podcast. 
You can reach us on Twitter at 30 Podcast, on Facebook, facebook.com slash 30 Podcast. Our website, where you can find our show, is the30podcast.podbean.com. We are also available on iTunes. We are on the Satchel app, which is a great platform for podcasts and podcasters if you are looking for the Android uh, platform, but it will soon be up for the iOS platform as well. So check them out. If you want to leave us some audio feedback, you can give us a call at 872-35-MOVIE. That's 872-35-MOVIE. Thanks for joining us, and until next time. Strangers in the night, exchanging clothing. Strangers in my pants. 